<laughs> How do I start these? I don't know. I guess introduce your show first. <laughs> Why are you like, what happened? Did someone hit you? Did you hit yourself? Was it you versus wall? I wish it was more dramatic than that. No. Um, we'll get, we'll get abuse, to that. No, I don't do I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like, let me, I uh, will get anything. to that. Let me start the show. <clears throat> All right. All right. The Bitterfly Podcast. Knowledge is food, bitches. Eat up. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bitterfly Podcast with me, your host, Emily Autoboli. Uh, today, we're talking to my good friend, Jack Moody from The Neighbors Upstairs. Uh, he is an anonymous character, uh, so this will be audio only. But welcome, Jack Moody. Thank you so much, Emily, for bringing me onto your show. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm here right now. This is like a dream come true. I feel like I can finally, you know, check something off of my bucket list. And this was certainly one of those things on my list. Yeah. Well, you had me on your show twice. And so I was thinking we got to have you on Bitterfly. I mean, I'm glad you finally, you finally got that, you know, I was throwing that your way. That's what you were going for. Yeah. I was like, maybe if I invite her a third time, she'll invite me to her show. I don't, a fourth time, maybe fuck. I'll do it every single week if I need to. Maybe, maybe she'll bring me on. I don't know. It becomes the neighbors times bitterfly podcast or something fun. No, I have just been on a unplanned hiatus uh basically i celebrated one year of bitterfly in july and then i did one episode after that about regenerative agriculture and then i took september off because it's virgo season you I, know dude i'm listen i'm right there with you yeah i, I <laughs> you guys i found out that jack moody's birthday is day after mine and suddenly everything made sense i was like oh everything. yeah everything <laughs> So yeah, Virgo season is important. You know, I had to like organize my pantry. I needed to get my room in order. And then I got a concussion, which I'll tell you about. But first, how was your Virgo season? Yeah, I mean, it's been, I think, a very interesting Virgo season for me. I've reconnected with a lot of my friends from back in the day, who I have probably cut out or they cut out. Uh, they cut me out of their lives, but we've reconnected since then. Just dealing with COVID, it makes everyone kind of appreciate life a little bit more and appreciate what we went through. And so mm -hmm. you don't want to take it for granted. So it's been a lot of just celebrating the renewal of friendship, which is- I was going to cool. say cutting people off is like such a Virgo thing to do. Oh yeah. It's like, I feel like it's sacrifice. It's like, it, it's, it, it feels kind of weird. It feels a little culty. It's like, I feel like sometimes when I'm, when I'm about to like endeavor into a new thing, I feel like I have to sacrifice a friend. I have, oh to, say my God. I have to say goodbye to a friend or a relationship. I'm not even kidding. It's so weird. It's like, all right, I'm dating this girl. I need to cut this off because then this, the gods will be pleased. And then I get to get what I want. And it's, I think it's a Virgo thing because I'm not the first Virgo that said that. They're like, yeah, I need to just sacrifice <laughs> to get what I want. It's like, yeah. are we just crazy? Is that what it is? So when I went on vacation to Mexico recently, uh, we visited some Mayan ruins, Chichen Itza. And there's 
so much human sacrifice in the history of the Mayans. Like when they played sports games, the winners would be sacrificed. <laughs> the most interesting thing about that Mayan culture that I learned is if you were born August 12th through the 16th, which are Leos, not Virgos, uh, you were gonna you were gonna be sacrificed. But it was a huge honor. You were soaked about it. Your family was soaked about it. So yeah, yeah, manipulation there's... at its peak. <laughs> You get to die. Isn't that great? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Honor to my family. Yeah. No more mm. suffering. <laughs> As a Virgo, I also feel there have been times in my life where I've cut people off, but it's it's not like a sacrifice. It's more like I have limited capacity. It's kind of like what's more important. It's like a Sophie's Choice thing. Yeah. Uh, if the Mayans ever decided to sacrifice someone from like the Virgo days, <laughs> Can you imagine that conversation? It's like, hey, <laughs> we're deciding that September, like 13th to 16th, those are the people that we're going to sacrifice. And by the way, it's an honor. I feel like we'd be like, you know what? Um, I think I'd rather just die a coward in like 80 years. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> I think the Leos, like the 13th to the 16th, I mean, they're talking about it all the time and they're jealous of everyone. So like, I feel like they <clears> should get that. That honor, maybe? Mm -hmm. I think yeah. that's what happened. They went to the Virgos first. And the Virgos, <laughs> like, I think the Leos, I think they want that. I, we could, we're good. I mean, that's very realistic, <laughs> knowing Virgos. So you just turned 28, right? No, 31. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, this yeah. is a really good topic. Okay, because I just turned 28. I thought that we were the same age for some reason. I thought our birthdays are literally a day apart. No, the same actually, year. a good friend of mine, we're like, we're actually a day apart. And so we're also kind of uh, very weird together. It's good to be weird together with your friends. Yeah. I have a lot of Virgos in my life too. My dog's a Virgo. So September's a crazy month. Like I had to plan a dog birthday party, my own birthday party. How does that wait? Wait, hold on. You plan a dog birthday party. Do you invite mm -hmm. the other dogs in the neighborhood? Like, what is it? Um, yeah. I, well, I have a lot of friends that have dogs. I invited. They, they come over? No, we did it at a dog park in the area. Oh. So I just picked a day and a time and I bought, you know, those boozy otter pups from Costco. I had those for the humans and I had a shit ton of dog treats for the dogs and some balls. And we just kind of like let them run around and play. So it was a combination of my friends that have dogs that like to play with my dog, but then also a bunch of people that just love my dog that don't have dogs that came to support like Luna's posse. I um, wish I was invited to that. I would have done the Zoom. Oh, yeah. Would, it was. I would have been there, Emily. God really fun. We, I love dogs. We smoked. We flew a kite, played with Wait, dogs. Wait, did you guys collectively uh, fly one kite? Not all the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's some like Midsommar shit, you know? Yeah, I guess. I haven't have seen Have you that. seen Midsommar? Oh, yeah. God. Emily, we got to get you cultured. <laughs> Every some, uh... fucking time I talk to you, you <laughs> ask me if I've seen a movie and I never have <laughs> dude because i know you would love it that's the thing like i always pick out movies that i know you're gonna love i know you're gonna love what's it about Mar. why would we watch it why would me it's like a, watch it? it's kind of like a modern horror that isn't really i don't feel like it's a horror but i don't want to ruin it dude like i okay. want you to just check it out it's right. it's so it's such a weird movie i think All it right. takes place in sweden or some shit really great Okay. Why do you think I would like it's culty. it? It's culty. It's also very culty. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. 
Yeah. So, you guys, we wanted to talk today about your 20s versus your 30s. Because I asked Jack Moody if he wanted to do a podcast episode about how to be better white people. And he let me know he's actually <laughs> Jewish. And so that's not going to work. Well, no, you could be you could be white and Jewish. I I'm mean, just, but I'm just you, not from here. You know, like my family, yes. we're not we're not from here. We're like that's, from the yeah. parts of the world where they fucking hated us, dude. They wanted to kill us. My family actually <laughs> fled from where we came from. We fled because my dad. And like, this is information I don't share a lot, but like my dad, he was called, well, he got a call from like a mafia and they knew me, my name. They're like, we know, I'm just going to say my fake name here. Like we know Jack Moody and we will take <laughs> Jack Moody away if you don't what? pay us X amount of money. And my dad's like, we out, like we're not doing this shit. And they, they yeah, they escaped. Oh my gosh. From where? Yeah. From like, uh, you know, the Soviet You're not Union. Share. Well, like, I'm not going to say specifically where from the Soviet Union, okay. but like. The from, Soviet Union, gotcha. Yeah, from the USSR, communist yeah. Russia. You're the one that taught me recently I might be a Sephardic Jew. You could be. Like, you don't know. <laughs> you could, could be. Could everyone be? I, I Well, I think if you're, like, Ashkenazi Jewish, probably not. Because I had a friend that did, like, a 23andMe, and I'm like, dude, you're just fucking Ashkenazi. You're nothing else. He's like, well, maybe <laughs> I'm, like, I could be black. I'm like, you're not. Look at you. You're whiter than milk. So his test came back 100%? Yes, 100%. I'm like, look at you, you boring DNA motherfucker. <laughs> and Ashkenazis, where are they from? The Iberian Peninsula? They're from like, Israel, you know, Russia. <laughs> like, they're from Russia, Israel, but they're... I thought Sephardic Jews were like Middle Eastern Jews. Yeah, so Sephardic Jews, they can be from the Middle East. They can be from Spain. They can okay. be from, uh, yeah, basically those areas. So, and Ashkenazi are those like more European Jews? More European, yeah, exactly. We it's interesting because um I feel like where I grew up, uh, you could say that Ashkenazis and like Sephardis, they weren't always the best of friends. Yeah. Be because there's like glaring differences between us and just the way we even kind of Jew our shit up, like the way we Jewish <laughs> is just so different. The way we Jewish. The way we Jewish is just so different. I How just made that up. How do you mean, like... They eat matzo ball soup. Like, we don't fucking eat matzo ball soup. We, we don't eat gefilte fish. They have, like, the most blandest food known to man. We like putting fat in our food. You know, we got, like, fattening fucking food that, like, will make you feel like you have diabetes after one sitting. They don't have that. They've got, like, the like the blandest shit. And uh, we, don't, we don't fuck with that. That's just... No. And when you go to a Sephardic wedding, you're not going to see an empty space on the table. It's just food. It's just food <laughs> everywhere. You know, it's okay. uh, it, it's like an actual all you can eat. If you go to like an Ashkenazi wedding, you got like a plate and then space everywhere. And then like another plate of food. It's the weirdest thing. And you pay the same exact amount of money for the wedding. You know what I mean? Like when you're going, you're kind mm -hmm. of paying money to the people that are getting married. Like, thank you. And, you know, here, here you, here's our money. We want to help you cover the cost or whatever it costs. Yeah. Like, I feel guilty for paying money to go to an Ashkenazi wedding because I know it's going <laughs> to suck. You pay, wait, you pay money to go to weddings? You want to be kind and you want to be kind enough where you kind of give them some money so they can cover the expenses of the wedding. It's just like... Is that a, a thing people do? I have in not In Jewish paid. culture, yeah. In Jewish culture, yeah. Oh, okay. So culturally, you're different, but like belief system, it's similar if not the same right you're well yeah you know but we it's still a little how bit does different. it differ i didn't I know we were going to talk about 
No, no, I'm, and you know what? I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it for too long. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's just like they no, have roll with it. certain things. They've got certain things that they do in our religion that we wouldn't do. I, and I'm, I'm not going to get specific with it, but there are just differences, and also just the way we kind of read their major, and they're like they're big enough where it's it's different. And you know, like you have Ashkenazi synagogues, you have Sephardi synagogues. Like you and like also it gets even crazy. You have Georgian Jewish synagogues. Like for some reason, Jewish people, although there are very few of us, we still like to separate ourselves out. <laughs> it makes no sense. There's like 15 million of us, and we just yeah. we still can't all get along and just have yeah. one synagogue. Okay. So can you give us at least one example of how like the interpretation of the religion differs? I just know it when I see it. Like my grandfather, he would sometimes do something and I'd be like, oh, that's not the way my rabbi, because my rabbi is Ashkenazi. I'd be like, that's oh. not the way my rabbi does it. And he's like, well, your rabbi is a fucking Ashkenazi Jew and I'm <laughs> Sephardi. Your rabbi can just fuck off a little bit. Okay, dude. Um, and that's just what it is. It's like little things. Okay. But you have an Ashkenazi rabbi. Yeah. Cause he's French and he's awesome. And he's got so, like that French accent and he's always saying that the purpose of life is pleasure. It's all about pleasure. And I like that. I, I like, like that, that too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the way he eats his food is amazing too. He's like the skinny guy. When he eats like sushi, for example, it'll take him like 10 minutes to eat like one, one sushi roll mm-hmm. or, or like one piece of the roll. Mm-hmm. And I'd always ask him, like, why do you eat so slow? And he'd be like, well, Jack, you have to understand the purpose of life. It's, it's pleasure. And I want to enjoy every single bite. Mm-hmm. This is all from God. And why, why would I want to rush making love to God? I would have to do <laughs> it slow. Like, Dude, that is so amazing. And um, I got I, I to gotta say, I, I love the guy. I love the guy. He's so cool. And uh-huh. I don't know, something about it. How do your uh, Jewish beliefs inform your worldview? in 2021 they they actually inform my worldview i feel like a lot so anytime uh it's about anytime we're talking about politics um there's a part of me that's always saying well like how is this going to affect israel because i have a lot of family in israel and israel is like that one state where jews can go and just be whoever they want to be without feeling like they are in danger and um so anytime there's a there's like a political conversation. I'm always trying to figure out where they stand with Israel. Yeah, and, Israel's um, a divisive topic, isn't it? I think that if you actually go to Israel, it doesn't become a, a divisive topic at all. That, uh, like I find that people that don't like Israel are people that have never been to Israel. And then they go to Israel and they're like, oh, why, why is this like a, why is this even a conversation? You know what I mean? So it's very misleading the shit that people talk about when it comes to Israel and, you know, when people say it's an apartheid state, I'm like, you've never fucking been there. You have no idea what you're talking about. You've never been to Jerusalem where you have Muslim people and Jewish people all literally just hanging out, doing their thing. And there are, there are no fucking cages, none of that shit. You know, it's, it's there, it's very much a peaceful country and it's a country that is surrounded by by countries that want them to be completely destroyed. So Jews don't have their own a piece of land to stay in. So, I mean, look, I'm not going to tell you anything new. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything that's uh, that, that you haven't already heard of. 
Mm-hmm. And also, I'm biased. I'm a Jew. So maybe if I was <laughs> Muslim, I would have said, oh, fuck Israel. Fuck, you know what I mean? So I think it makes the most sense to have a conversation with someone when they've actually visited Israel and they've actually seen the way people live there mm-hmm. and then kind of make up their own decision. So it's just very difficult to have a conversation with someone when they've never been there. They've, you know, they've never actually seen the culture. They've never walked the streets. And all that they know is whatever the media has told them. And that's why it's it's not an engaging conversation after that. Yeah, I mean, if all you know about a place is from the news, it's a bit skewed. Like one little example is when Seattle was having the Capitol Hill occupied zone during all the Black Lives Matters protests. Um, last year, I had like relatives from other states texting me being like, are you okay? Like the news is making Seattle look like it's just like total chaos and, and dangerous. And like, are you safe? And I was like, yeah, it's literally happening like five or six neighborhoods over from me. It's not even close, even though I'm technically still in Seattle and that is happening in Seattle. And also it's really not that bad. Like anyways, well, no, but, um, but you just said something that's so true. You know, uh, people are always making up their own minds uh, with like the information they get from from the media. And you always have to ask yourself, well, who is paying for this media? Like who who is this media paid and bought for? Like who the why? Why are they actually covering this? And so anytime mm-hmm. I'm watching like Fox or CNN or, you know, any of the other news outlets, I'm always asking myself, like, why? Like, where is this coming from? You know, well, what are they trying to tell me right now? Yeah, so, that's a fear mongering. It's so sad that you that you have to think about like, well, what's the ulterior motive here from this news outlet? What are they trying to get me to believe? You know, or like, why are they why are they sharing it in this way? Like, why can't we just get the facts as the facts without the sensationalism? So I was just gonna say that if there are people out there that don't know what to believe. There's a great website that I use when I try to get unbiased, balanced news, and that's allsides.com. By the way, they don't pay me for any kind of shout <laughs> that I give, showing, you know. Well, what I love about allsides.com is that, it, like, for example, you know, Dave Chappelle, he had his controversial Netflix special where he kind of does target, you know, uh, the transgender community like he does. Um, and so... On allsides.com, what you'll get is you'll get like three articles. One is from the left, one is from the right, and one is in the center. And then mm-hmm. you'll you can actually kind of see like where these traditional news outlets stand and how they're reporting it. And I feel like that's like it's amazing. You can really get a lot from there. And so I'm on it right now, just for like an example. So perspective, Dave Chappelle's controversial Netflix special. And then you got from the left, it's from Vox, and the out, the headline is Dave Chappelle versus trans people versus Netflix. Okay. <laughs> then you have National Review, which is apparently right-wing, and their headline is Defending Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and then you have the center. The center is from the Variety, and their headline is Ted uh, Sarandos, Sarandos and Dave Chappelle are missing the criticism's point. Mm. And it's so interesting. You know what I mean? Like it's the so way it's spun. Yeah, exactly. So I would say just fucking do that. Try to get yourself onto a website like this or any other website that really wants to give you all sides, not some bullshit where you're like, yeah, you know, fuck, fuck that. It's like, no, hold on. 
Why are they making you want to say fuck that? Are these ideas your own? Have you taken facts and made your own opinion? Yeah, exactly. (sighs) Exactly. Which is, I guess, a good segue into what you thought your 20s was going to be versus what they actually were. Because I feel like when I was growing up, I was fed a lot of lies. Uh, one of them was that at some point I would stop getting zits that I would like reach a certain age where my skin just like stops producing oil. That's that one's been disappointing. Um, (laughs) I thought I was going to like get out of college and get my dream job and then work at my dream job for my entire life. Like that also wasn't true. Jack Moody, what did you think you were going to do in your twenties? Yeah. I mean, so, um, my twenties. 20s were very confusing for me, extraordinarily confusing. And I don't think it's really what my 20s were like. It's exactly what you said. What were the lies that were told to me in my teens about my 20s? And I'm kind of looking at this from the perspective of, of my cousin, who's in who's a senior in high school right now, and she's going to be going into college next year, which is crazy because she's she will always be a little baby to me. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm talking to her, I will catch myself saying the shit that was told to me when I was in high school. Like the shit that I caught myself saying to her is like, you need to figure this out. And the truth is like, no, dude, like I didn't have anything figured out. I went to college pretty early and I had nothing fucking figured out. Mm-hmm. I was a kid that joined fraternity. Uh, I, I did student government. I, I partied. I didn't give a shit. Only when I turned like 25 did I actually figure shit out and I started going after those things. That's like one of the big lies that you have to, you have to figure out what you're going to do when you're in college. You have to figure it out and, and you have to already kind of be settled. Your career has to be settled by the time you graduate. This is a lie. This is a trap. And this is a surefire way to live a life filled with anxiety and depression. I mean, yeah, it goes all the way back to childhood. If you think about it, like we're giving little girls like dolls, like babies to take care of. We're asking like young kids, what, what's your dream job? What do you want to do someday to make money to survive and feed your family? And um, the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't I don't have a dream job because I don't dream of labor. That's so weird. We've been conditioned our entire lives to like think about that. Like, what do you want to do someday? How do you want to spend 40 hours a week, 60 hours a week for the rest of your life until you retire? It's it's sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Like, we're always told that like the happiness that you're going to achieve, it's going to be accomplished by actually breaking through all of your barriers and obstacles and reaching and accomplishing your hopes and your dreams. You know what I mean? It's all about your hopes and your dreams, right? That's what you're told. Yeah. And Here's well, that translates to your accolades and your accomplishments. Accol- exactly. Here's the thing. This is, again, this is my, this is my 20, or this is what I was told to me in my late teens and in my twenties. Like this is like, once you accomplish this, here's the thing. I feel like I accomplished a lot of things in the, in the tail end of my twenties. And the truth like what? is, what did you do? Well, I mean, I went to grad school. I, I, I graduated. I, I kind of had a career change. I did a lot of different things that really brought me back into the center of who I want to be. Yeah. Like that, okay. those, these are accomplishments for, for me, you know, like really standing up and saying, no, I'm not okay. I know I don't want to settle, but here's the thing. Even when I accomplished those things, 
It didn't make me any happier. We're not in a fucking movie. At least not that I know of. <laughs> this isn't like in a movie where like you accomplish, you know what I mean? Like you do the thing that you set out to do. And it's like the hero's journey. You know, the hero starts off just completely confused. Something bad happened. And then they go through the transition. And now they're finally at the end. They're doing this thing that they couldn't do, but now they could do it. And yeah. the movie fucking ends. And it's like, oh my God, everything. No, it's like, that's a lie. What happens yeah. after happily ever after? <laughs> right. Like Cinderella gets married, but like now what? Yeah, Because back exactly. in the day, women didn't have a lot of rights. So it's like, did she go to the kitchen? Like, what the fuck? I don't... <laughs> I want to see that sequel, honestly. Like, she's just fed up with Prince Charming. She's like, bitch, I don't want to... We have maids. And he's like, well, uh, my wife, she doesn't need maids. It's like, you, Prince Charming, you piece of shit. I'm a queen, bitch. Uh, anyway, so that's like a lie, you know. Once you accomplish it, you'll just, you'll, you'll be so happy now that I'm in my thirties and really I'm new in my thirties, but I, I have a lot of friends in their thirties and their forties. And a lot of what they told me mm-hmm. was, Hey man, it isn't about achieving that happiness at the end of the journey. It's about yeah. having sustained happiness throughout the journey and understanding that it's not about the end. It's about the entirety of it, the entirety of the mission. And if you are not achieving happiness and you are not achieving self-actualization through this journey, goddamn, bro, you got to change your shit up. You got to find something else. Mm -hmm. I saw this great TikTok actually last night that was saying like happiness is going to be found in you focusing on the present moment and finding small joys within it. If you're constantly focusing on your future, you get in the habit of looking for happiness in the future, which technically will never come because you know what I mean? Once you get to that future point, it's your present. You're looking towards the next moment. So you're never actually living in the happiness. You're just going to continue to chase it. And that is, that's not going to like lead to satisfaction ever. And I think that's the trap. I think you're absolutely right. What happens a lot of the times is, um, like you said, you are only focused, you're future focused. And I think being future focused is not a bad thing as long as it's coupled with being present focused. If you aren't able to really appreciate where you are right now, even if it's in a shitty situation, if you aren't able to really appreciate that moment of nowness, then it doesn't matter what you are focusing on in the future. You will never achieve that happiness that you think you will. It's just not going to happen. Well, you're always going to miss the present. You're not paying attention to it. It's going to pass you by. Also, like the the life that I feel like, especially 90s babies were sold growing up in like the early 2000s, the like go to college, get a job, buy a house, have a family. Like at least that was like my experience. And I think a lot of other people's that kind of like story, if you stick with it, that's going to lead you to settling maybe with the wrong partner or the wrong job. Like that's going to lead to like you feeling depressed and burned out because you might have, you know, picked the wrong thing. Like there's not a lot of autonomy. I feel like inspired in that story. If you buy it and stick to it and just like trust that it's going to bring you happiness. Um, You're you're denying a lot of like experiences there if you stick with that and like really believe in it, like some of the happiest moments of my life are when I'm doing like absolutely nothing. And I'm just like watching like a fucking leaf fall from a tree. You know what I mean? Nobody told me that like that was going to bring me happiness someday. 
Yeah, like here I am. Like I get kind of high when I save money. Like I didn't see that coming. Like I'm still renting, haven't bought a house yet. I just fucking cried at the documentary Fantastic Fungi the other day. I don't know what that was about, but it, it was very emotional at the end. I did get very, they were happy tears. I was crying tears of joy at the potential of medic- medicinal mushrooms. In helping people. You should watch that movie. It's fucking great. Only if you watch the movies I told you to watch. We'll okay. do a tr- we'll do a trade-off. We'll do okay. that. You'll you know what I mean? Like and then next time we'll just talk about that. What I yeah. love that you talked about settling and also relationships. I think in my kind of late teens, early twenties, I was told, Hey, this is the time you gotta find someone to get married. You you should be married by like twenty-three. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> and also, you know, I'm also Jewish. So it's a very common thing to hear in Jewish culture. Like, get married really, really young. Like, the younger, the better. Because then you'll be able to have kids and all this shit. And I'm not against having kids. I want to have a lot of kids. But what you learn kind of when you don't settle and when you're actually doing the things that you want to be doing in your life is what you realize is, first of all, what I don't want to do for people listening is I'm not saying that you or settling if you're like if you get married like you can't go and achieve your uh goals and missions in life i'm not saying you can't do that now i'm saying that it's very difficult to do it it is so trying to force a square into a circle peg is not going to be fun so like trying to force yourself into a relationship with someone that you don't even really like or kind of love mm-hmm. is the worst thing you could do because you're actually do derailing yourself your present and your future. Totally. Can I actually stop you for a second? Sure. Everyone that's listening, please go onto Netflix and watch Daniel Sloss. He's a comedian, S L O S S. Um, there's three episodes. You're going to want to go to the third one. It's called Jigsaw. You're going to go to the 32 minute mark and finish out the episode because he talks about like, you just kind of triggered me right there when you said like fitting a square into like a circle peg is jigsaw ideas like relationally we're sold this romantic story about finding love and you get so wrapped up in your future life you're so excited to start you know your life with this other person you're willing to like sell the life that you currently have um and then what happens is you are trying to fit like the wrong shape puzzle piece into your jigsaw but the time justifies like sunken cost theory you're like, well, I've already spent five years with this person. I'm just going to keep that trying to make to it me. work. No, Did that happened happen? to me, though. Yeah, Did I was it? 23. I was in a relationship for three years at the time. I knew that this wasn't going to work subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I just knew it wasn't going to work. Maybe even unconsciously. I just, it was like this, this feeling of dread, anxiety. Mm-hmm. What is anxiety? It's like something's wrong. Something, something's not kosher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of what I went through. Uh, like I loved the girl that I was with, but I just knew that we were different enough that it wasn't going to last. Like there was divorce in my future if I stayed. So, but I was told like, Hey, you've been with her for three years. You should just get married. So what happened was I went to her parents and I asked for their permission for me to marry her. Whoa. Yeah. And so what happened was they told me, and this was like in November or December, they asked me to ask her in like the summer because she was going to graduate college in the spring and like, you should wait. So what I did was I asked her the next day. I was like, fuck that. (laughs) 
Yeah. I, and so I did that because I was trying to self-sabotage myself. I did like, not this see was, this coming. Yeah. This story so, is taking some turns. Yeah, yeah. So like instead of being a, a man that knows who he is, knows what he wants, I was like this confused child who didn't get it, but I knew something was off. So I just kind of, I acted out. Again, I'm like, fuck it. I, I'm going to ask her right now because I love her. But what I'm really doing is, uh, is I'm saying, all right, let's just make this shit hit the fan as soon as possible. If I, may, if I ask her for her hand in marriage, it's going to make both of us like really look into this and say like, maybe this is not a great idea. That's exactly what happened. We got engaged. And for the next two months, it was like fucking living in hell. We hated it because the shit started hitting the fan. We started realizing, no, this is a terrible idea. I don't like your family. And I don't think you <laughs> like my family. And you want me to be like this religious dude. And I don't want that in my life. And I also feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a show of myself. I don't know who the fuck I am anymore. I feel like I've become this relationship. Who the hell is Jack? What does Jack want? I don't know what Jack, like I sold the farm. Because I, I figured this is what I need to do. This is what I was told. Yeah. And so thankfully, very thankfully, the relationship didn't work out. I was able to kind of reclaim my life again in the next two, three years, which, yes, took me a while. And she, she went on and found the people in her life that made sense. She's married now. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful. And I'm able to do what I want to do because I, I approached my my mission and my goals in my life. It takes that, a lot of courage too to like stop something that you've been doing, whether it's a relationship or a job or living somewhere, whatever it is to say like, you know, this isn't working for me anymore. And despite its comfortability, I need to do something It was comfortable. Different. Exactly. Yeah. It was very comfortable. If I never asked her to marry me, I think we would have probably still been together. We would have still been together and I would have not went back to school. I would have not went after it. I would have not, I I just would not have been happy. I was so depressed and I didn't even know that I was depressed. I was just depressed. And that's the lie that you are told. Just get married. In other words, settle because it's not going to get any better. And that's, I fucking hate that. If someone ever tells you that it's not going to get any better, you end that friendship. (laughs) They are not your friends. You know what that totally is? That is like a boomer perspective on a relationship like I've even heard it from my dad like a similar sentiment like yeah you know it's just it is what it is that's how it's gonna be and you deal with it and I'm like do you (laughs) do you know that healthy love exists I'm sorry uh what (laughs) I I I have so many friends who are divorced like they got married early in their 20s and now they're either paying alimony child support I have uh (laughs) I have Good a friend girl. Well, I, no, I have a friend girl who is paying alimony to a friend girl. Well, yeah, like a, a close friend is a girl. Okay, who's who, she's paying alimony to the dude because like he apparently trapped her for for her high paying oh, job. You know what I mean? And he like can't support his life himself. He who, needs who, her. Who, who the hell knows? Like this is just a drama. But this is what I'm talking about. When mm-hmm. you would ask her, like, well, would you do you regret anything? She'd be like, fuck yeah. Like I I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I I kind of I kind of sacrificed my dreams and shit. And I have guy friends that, that do the same thing or say the same thing. I sacrifice. I hate that. I sacrifice. You know what I'm sacrificing, Emily? I'm sacrificing my friendships that are fucking bringing me down. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. You shouldn't be able, you shouldn't sacrifice your dreams. You sacrifice your no. friends again in the way of your dreams. I don't even 
I don't like that word even sacrifice in the conversation of relationships. I think so many people think it's like, oh, it's a no brainer and it's going to happen. Compromise. Yes. Sacrifice. No, I don't. I don't think sacrifice is really two, need to exist. Two, those are two different words and two different ideas. I agree with you. Absolutely. Compromise, compromise means that you're meeting halfway. Sacrifice means you're just kind of throwing away what you wanted altogether. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think healthy love doesn't require sacrifice you know what no, i mean like there's, I there's space agree. for everyone's dreams here's a thing though here's another lie that i was told <laughs> another lie that i was told was opposites attract oh <laughs> that's a lie guys it's a fucking lie everyone i don't want to be with my opposite no i want to be with someone that's fucking similar to me because then you'll be sacrificing a lot if you're with your opposite because like think about it if they're Literally, your opposite yeah. they they want other things and you want other things. And so when well, you're constantly trying to translate to them, yeah. like your perspective, because they have no idea where you're coming from. And that sounds exhausting. It is exhausting. It's always like, well, don't you see? And then they're like, no, I don't <laughs> No, Like you could, don't you love me because I don't see. And I see from a different perspective. And it's like, I thought I did like the movies told me I should. <laughs> Shit, my family told me that this is, this, yeah, this is what I wanted. No, it's not what you want. This is what is told to you from mm-hmm. a young age. That's, you know, opposites, it's a lie. Opposites, maybe, I think there's intrigue. I think opposites, they intrigue. They they cause intrigue. Like, like magnets. Oh yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's so interesting. Look at you. That's so crazy. The yeah. Way you, you, wear your, you wear your hair that way? Like, I would have never thought I'd be attracted to that, but I am. <laughs> I think opposites opposites fuck. They don't they don't opposites they have lust for sure. They yes. might even love, but they don't like really understand each other. I Not don't a long know. term. Not a long term no. thing. Like a short term kind of thing where you're like, you look back and you're like, dude, I'm so happy that I I discovered this part of me. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a part that I've always wanted to kind of, you know, keep exploring, but I did that. You know, mm-hmm. I had like a mohawk for like a year and that was awesome. I hated that mohawk, but it didn't last. <laughs> you know, so that's a lie. How about I you? Mean, What's another lie? On the opposites attract lie, uh, like for me in the past, I know I've been attracted to people that have qualities that I'm, I feel like I lack, if that makes sense. Like um, in my <laughs> shyer days, I, I remember <laughs> being attracted, not really anymore, but I remember being attracted to people who are like really loud and outgoing and extroverted you know to kind of complement my shy introvertedness um and what that actually amounted to like long term is that I was in a a lot of really uncomfortable situations where like there was too much stimuli and I couldn't explain to this person I was with like why I was uncomfortable why I needed to leave like he just didn't get it he's like no this is a party it's fun there's lots of people here we don't know and like didn't didn't understand where I was coming from and it made me feel like invalidated and small and for a long time I think I tried to like contort myself into a shape that could fit those scenarios so I thought something was like wrong with me um and now I'm in a very healthy relationship uh, we just went out to a restaurant the other day to get food. Uh, we were going to sit in the restaurant and we did, but it was so loud. 
like the music was really loud. Like I was sitting right next to him and I literally couldn't hear him. And I like mentioned, you know, it's like way too loud in here. And he was like, yeah, it is way too loud in here. I didn't have to, ex- <laughs> I didn't have to explain anything. He's like, we'll get our food to go. I was like, okay, great. Like we didn't That's even awesome. really talk about it. He just like got That's a it. Keeper. That's a keeper, Emily. You better not fuck it up and he better not fuck it up. Oh my I God, Jack. Can I tell you about how I met this guy? Can I guess? Okay. Was it at, was was it like a like a documentary festival? <laughs> no. <laughs> About fungi. <laughs> no. So I had been going. I had seen this guy. He works at a grocery store that I go to, and I have been eyeing him for like months. Like oh, every wow. time I went to this grocery store with my friend, I would like grab my friend's arm and I would be like, "That guy over there is so hot. <gasps> I can't. I'm getting hot. I have to leave." So I did this for a few months. Um, And then this like one particular day, like I wasn't even paying attention. I hadn't seen him. I was just on autopilot looking for cheese. And I passed by the deli and I look up and he's like, do you, can I get you something? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I like pointed at the first thing I saw. I was like, I'll take that Cubano sandwich. (laughs) And he was like, okay, do you want it toasted? And I was like, yeah. Sure. Like he could have sold me a car. You are so adorable cars. right now. You have no idea. <laughs> like it's crazy. The shine is is like coming through my screen. It's I'm crazy. glowing. Yeah. Um. So he was it. like, "Okay, it's gonna take like five minutes," and I was like, "Cool. I need to go fucking gather myself like over there around the corner where you can't." You're see like me. you're like putty. You gotta like bring yourself back into a Emily <laughs> shape. I love it. <laughs> like literally melting. So anyways, I go do the rest of my shopping. My friend gets a sandwich too. And so we go back there to get them. And she like grabs hers and she's like, I'm going to go wait outside. And she gives me like a crazy eye. And I was like really contemplating, like, do I write my phone number down on a piece of paper and like slip it to him? Like, God damn it. I wish I had a business card or something with like my Instagram oh, that's, that's on it. That's a little it. douchey though. That's a little I'm, douchey though. Okay, well, good thing I don't have those. If a girl um, was to give me her business card, I'd be like, I'm not fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> what is, get out of your douchebag. I'm like calling you with your fucking Instagram card. No, I'm so glad that you did not have a card. Side note, something that girls are doing that I've seen on TikTok is oh they'll God. order like a custom stamp that has like their name, their phone number, and their Instagram handle. And so they'll just go up to men like in the club and just like stamp their arm that says like, fuck with me or call me or something. I'm never going to call you. <laughs> I'm never going to call you. I'm going to the bathroom and I'm immediately trying to wash that shit off. Okay. So don't try that on Jack Moody. It won't work. But, um, say hi, dude. So I chicken out. I chicken out. He gives me my sandwich and I say, thanks. (laughs) I walk away. (laughs) But we've been looking at each other extra long. Like we were making like extra long eye contact. You know, when you like don't know someone, but you're like, like you'd only look at them for like a few seconds, like maybe half a second when they hand you something, but like hip, like eyes were lingering. So I was like, hmm. So my friends around the corner getting a coffee. And this other woman working at the store, I was like, hey, what's up with that guy over there? Like he's really cute. The woman working at the store is like, oh, do you like him? Here, like, let me get you some receipt paper. He's so nice. She literally hands me a receipt, a pen. She's like, here, write your fairy name down. Fairy godmother, yes. Fucking fairy godmother shit. Yeah, she's like, let me take a photo of you. So, like, he knows who, like, this is. 
I just took a photo of me a, and my a friend. Mugshot. Nice. Literally for the rest of the day, I was like, when do you think he's going to call me? And my friend was like, shut the fuck up. Like literally Wait, every that's hour. what you were thinking? I'd be thinking, every like, hour, did I have like... the right pose? Did I pose <laughs> in a way where it's like enticing that, hey, yes, I'm going to call this girl? Like, that's what I'd be thinking. Well, I was nervous because this is like a total COVID public meet cute. So like all I saw was his eyes. He had a face mask on. I had a hat and a mask on. So all he saw was like, <laughs> he didn't even see my forehead. Like he was just looking at, so I'm like, you know, maybe I'll hear from him in like a few months. Like, I don't know. Like you never know where someone's at in their like dating experience. You know what I mean? And like, if they're, if they're even like open to receiving, you know, like a phone number on a piece of receipt paper. So I didn't really know. I get a call literally that night. This voice is like, hi. I got your phone number today at work. And I was like, shut the fuck up. This is so cool. I can't believe that worked. And we ended up talking for like an hour about how like neither one of us feels really connected to our name. Like it's just like a word that like people call us. What an interesting conversation. Connect with it. And we were talking about like the weird shit we've done over COVID. Like he pierced his own ear for fun because like he never got to do that in high school. I like this he guy. To. He's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's my kind of weird. That's awesome. <laughs> and um yeah no just like it's nice to like be with someone who like understands anxiety like I don't have to like explain that part of my life to him because like he has it too if that makes sense and so yeah just like to bring this round circle very nice to be understood by someone who's a lot more like you than unlike you what's his name Joe Joe and Emily Emily Joe, and Joe. I had a I like that vacation planned since like May. I was like, you know, for my birthday, I'm going to go to Mexico. I just, who is it going to be? Who am I going to bring? And uh, I invited Joe in like July after knowing him for like a month. And this poor guy, I needed my ex to watch my dog. And <laughs> what? we were going to start sewing at his house. So I had my dad bring up a sewing desk that he was like going to give me, but I don't have room at my place. So in the same week, Joe had to meet my dad and my ex-boyfriend, like this poor sweet man. Um, wow. What a, then we went to so, Mexico and I got a concussion. So many questions. <laughs> so many I got questions. a concussion hitting my head on a TV stand. It was not like a sex thing it wasn't really a fun thing it's not like i was like doing something heroic i literally was just reaching in to plug in the tv and stood up before backing out oh shit got a fat like knot on the back of my head did you faint did you like get surprisingly no i just like oh, i like no. keeled over and i was like laying on the bed and i was like ow like that hurt so much i had like a migraine um and then we went and proceeded to do like a bunch of movement. We went parasailing, ziplining, ATVing. We went to while this, you like, had your concussion. Yeah. Well, Ooh, I didn't know. That's, I like that's crazy. For, I hit it so hard, I like forgot that I hit it. So yeah, one. I mean, one of the fun things we did is there's this little island like off the coast of Cancun, and you can like rent a golf cart and literally drive around the entire island, and it was so fun but like looking back i yeah i hit my head super hard and then i did a bunch of shit that was probably really bad for my head but you made it so I made i'm it. glad i'm glad that you were able to still have a good experience 
Totally. I'm, I'm glad that I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so am I. I'm finally I on your show. I seriously recommend everyone um, go skinny dipping uh, under the full moon in the ocean is very fun. Good times. Yeah. But that's something I never thought I would do in my 20s or even my 30s is like go on a vacation with someone that I've known for like two months. I'm really proud of you. I'm glad that you, uh, did, you know, the whole grocery store thing where we what's his <laughs> name again? You said his name is Joe. Joe. Oh, that's so funny. I think on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, there was a dude named Joe who was also working in the grocery store. They call him Grocery <gasps> Store Joe. You're right. Grocery Store Joe. And he You're dating just Grocery got Store Joe. I'm literally. He got I engaged? Mean, we call him to, PCC Joe. <laughs> I thought it was like politically correct Cancun Joe. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, um, so wait. He, that dude is engaged? Yeah, did you watch that, the end that. of Bachelor in no, Paradise? So okay, my my family watches it. So anytime I would come over, I think I think it's like on a Monday or a Tuesday or some shit. Both, anytime yeah. I come over, they're watching it, and so like that's how I would. I like the guy. I really like the dude. So is he engaged to that chick that he was with? Yeah, the Serena, oh. the chick that he was with like the entire time. Yeah, they were like the most drama free, like pleasant, healthy people like that I've ever seen on that show. Well, which was weird because I think his ex showed up on the island and it was so, so it wasn't, weird. it wasn't, it wasn't toxic. It wasn't toxic at all. It wasn't like, hmm, I'm going to maybe start something new with my ex. He was like, no, this is what it is. Well, I I'm think over that's, you. that's what the ex was hoping for. But yeah, he was so mature about it. He was like, nice to see you, but I'm over this. I really like this other person. Which, by the way, again, there you go, right? You know, neither of them settled for the other because i think the way that story ended for them was that he wanted her to move to philly and she was like no and he's yeah. like just try it and she's like no and so she still loves him but it doesn't necessarily mean that they need to be with each other yeah. you know it's they're just two different people just way too different and that, that's honestly one of the things I say when I break up with someone. It'll be like, <laughs> but it's a fact. Like, I think that we're really different and I think we want different things, but I think you're cool, but I don't want to break your heart and I don't want you to break mine. And that's just a fact because if we keep doing this, I will grow to love you. I I might marry you, but like, is that good? I don't, I don't know if it's good. <laughs> good now but it might be terrible later. And I don't mm -hmm. know the future, but dude, I've been in those situations. So that we were just saying like, you shouldn't settle. You shouldn't settle for anybody. Um, one thing you kind of touched on earlier um, when you were describing like all of the things that you did in your 20s, it's this idea that I want to talk about, which is like, even if you reach the destination that you've been pining for, for however many years you've done, like, you know, you've ticked every box of things you're like, quote, supposed to be doing, you might still be in the wrong place. Sometimes the future that you're working towards or the plan that you're working towards, it might not even apply to you anymore. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up again, because it really goes into the conversation of introspection. You know, when you're doing something in your life that you believe it's the thing that you should be doing, you should still check in with yourself every now and again. And I would say just check in with yourself every couple of months. Like really ask yourself, is this where I want to be? Am I happy? Like, mm -hmm. is this journey really keeping me satisfied? 
Do I even care about the destination? Uh, who am I meeting along the way? Are those people that I want to be hanging out with or, or surround myself with in the long term? I think you should ask yourself these questions. And if you realize that down the path, it's not where you want to be, you shouldn't make a drastic decision and like quitting everything, but you should maybe check in with yourself in a couple of months again and see if that's exactly how you feel still. And then you, you, you could start making informed decisions. But you shouldn't just blindly do things because in your early 20s or your late teens, you're like, this is what I want to do. Bro, no one knows what they want to do. And it's very rare if you do, but no one really knows what they want to do in their late 20s and, and or and I'm sorry, when they're in their early teens and early 20s. You just don't. You think I was a completely different person 10 years ago. Like, I don't even I don't even know who that person was. She got me here. I appreciate her, but she was very different than this me. And I'll probably be very different in 10 years, just in terms of like what I care about and how I want to be spending like moment to moment my day. Yeah. I'm, I'm constantly, I think I'm constantly changing too. And it's like changes in increments. Like I don't even really notice it. It's only when those years pass and you look back and you're like, man, that's great. Like, who is that? Like, mm-hmm. I really love I hate Facebook, but I love Facebook's feature, the memories feature, where like you go and see what you wrote 10 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing how much I hate like most of the things <laughs> that I write. It's so goddamn cringy. When you look I'm back, like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? What an idiot. Like, I can you I think was, of an example? Yeah, yeah. Something? I was going to give you one right now. So, like, um, I guess I didn't like school, you know, uh, well, I feel like I was really lazy, uh, back in the day, my late, in my late teens and early twenties or not maybe early twenties, but like my late teens. And so I think I had something I'm trying to go back right now. I think I wrote like, uh, Oh, Jen just finished my midterm done with it with the torture for the week. And it's like, fuck bro. Because Isn't now funny that you like wanted yeah. to tell people that like, so that's the cringy part to me is like i might have had that thought but like why did i post that on facebook 19 i wrote i don't you know midterm suck and whatever i look back now i'm like that's crazy because i love learning and i went back to school for two more degrees after this degree so it's like that changed for me and i had to go through a lot to really appreciate knowledge and really appreciate growing and and changing perspective and that's not something that you're just automatically born with sometimes you have to go through shit mm-hmm. but that's what i'm talking about you have to look back at what you're doing right now and ask yourself like is this where i want to be and if, if it's not where you want to be that's okay like you're you are already winning you are winning so much there are people that wake up like at age 50 and they're like dude my entire life is a lie it's bullshit <laughs> yeah i'm really over that like boomer american dream bullshit like it's not a linear, like how hard you work equals how successful you are. There's like many unfair systems which exist in this like world and society that we live in um, that keep that from being true. So what advice would you give to someone who maybe just woke up and listened to this podcast and realized that they don't like what they're doing? Well, I, I actually gave this advice to my other cousin, the brother of the sister that is about to graduate and go to college, but her brother basically never really cared. Or this is my my perception of him. He didn't really. He never really cared or really fit into the education system. 
the American education system. He just didn't, he didn't like it. He wasn't a book smart guy and he went to college and he kind of dropped out. So he talked to me and he asked me like, Hey dude, like, what do you think? Should I go back? I asked him like, is it, is there anything that you actually want to do that pertains to like a university education, like anything? He's like, not really. Like I kind of want to just do stocks and I kind of want to like start my own clothing line and I'm kind of making money doing this, this, this. And I kind of wanted to, you know, basically a lot of things that he could just do right now. And I'm like, well, then fucking do that. Mm -hmm. Really? Should I not go to school? I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe in five years you decide to go back again and that's just what you're going to do. And that's fine. But you shouldn't feel like you need to do something because other people are doing it or you're being told. It doesn't make any sense. You will regret. If you are doing something that makes sense to you right now and you're good at it and it brings you happiness, then why not go ahead and believe in yourself and really put stock within yourself and just do it, you know? And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's okay. You're, You're young and you'll have other opportunities. My lovely therapist, one comforting thing she said to me a few years ago is like very few decisions in life are permanent you can decide to do something and then stop doing it just decide that you don't want to do that anymore you know besides like mm, having kids getting married and tattoos i would say those three are kind of hard to decide you don't want to do anymore there's there's a few obstacles to I mean, if, not if you... doing those everything else you can decide not to do and move on from <laughs> yeah yeah. Change jobs, break up, move, take your piercings out, dye your hair, dye it back, start working out, stop working out, whatever it is. I think um, the most important thing is to checking in with yourself and keep doing things. Because, right. Because you're yeah. the only person that has to live your life. So that's another point I wanted to hit on is like you can do all these Check all these boxes off your list. Uh, but if they're for other people and external validation, please stop. Commit to your curiosity. Check in with yourself. Uh, like, is this bringing me actual joy? And I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I'm not just working towards the future. You should still be the author of your future. You should, you should, still, you should still have goals. But you should, your goals should be measurable where there are ways to actually approach it. Like they should be, I think I spoke to this about, spoke about this with you before, but your goals should be smart. They should be uh, specific, measurable, Mm -hmm. attainable, relevant, and time bound. Well, that's the difference between a dream and a goal is a goal has like measurable actions. Yeah, but that's what I mean. If you can still dream, but make them into measurable goals because you'll have way more happiness in that way. Because dreams are just like my dad would always tell me, like dreaming is literally just fishing without a hook. It's just you're not doing anything. There's no, there's you're not going to catch any fish that way. I would also say just keep doing things, keep trying new things. If if look, don't be afraid of failing. If you're going to fail, like they tell you, oh, you know, you know, you shouldn't be failing. Like no, fuck that. Fail forward, learn something from it, and keep keep going. This is good advice, everyone, from the guy who lost his virginity in the newspaper room. Dear God. <laughs> in high school. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. wonder if anybody recognized your voice from the virginity episode. 
uh, I have no idea, but <laughs> I don't even know if my voice is unique enough to be recognized, to be completely honest. That's one of my favorite. Oh, it's definitely recognizable. You would be a good voiceover actor. Do you think my voice is recognizable, really? Yeah, totally. I don't, I feel like my voice is so, I don't know, like it's just so common. I, just, I hear my voice. Is it? You just feel sound like, like you're voice. from Queens. I sound like I'm from, have you ever been in Queens? No, but I have a few friends that are from there. Okay. All right. I respect that. So, like, wait, am I close? It's a New York accent. I, I live in Queens. So, oh. yeah, yeah, I Hell live yeah. in Queens. So, that, that was, that, that's why it was a little wow. bit weird that you just, you just <laughs> said Queens. It's a little bit creepy. The cameras in No, I have <laughs> like, I have six friends from Queens that I met in Italy studying abroad. I love it. I would specifically like six friends. I've like, got no six joke. friends. I have six friends. I have six like, you didn't say I've got, you I didn't say like, I, you didn't say like I have about I have about like you know five to eight friends. You're like I have six friends. Yeah. Like there used to be a seven. Um. But it's just yeah. Six but now. we've kind of fallen out. But See like, what I mean? I See what I mean? I knew, <laughs> I knew the story. That's the thing. Virgos are always very specific. Like we don't just use numbers randomly. No. Nothing I have six is friends random. because. No, that's even something like. The other day, Joe was like, you left this thing at my house. And I was like, yeah, I did that on purpose. And he was like, okay, yeah, I figured like, you, uh, like everything you do has a reason. Basically, I was like, yeah, Wait, what, literally. What's Joe? What, what is he? PCC Joe? Yeah, what is he? Oh, he's an Aquarius. I don't know what that is. Is that like a water sign? It kind of sounds like yeah. a water sign. Yeah, it is. That's cool. I don't know shit about anything else other than like Virgo. <laughs> I know Gemini's. I know Sagittarius's, Pisces. Uh, you need oh, to read up on your astrology. Can I, can I tell you uh, like something that recently happened to me? Yeah. A couple of things recently happened to me, but I was on a date, like a blind date. And um, so. Is that what happens in your 30s? You go on blind dates? Well, it was, it was like this girl that I actually knew from like when I dated my ex in my early 20s. It was like an attractive girl. Like I was, I, I found her to be kind of intriguing. Like I've never heard her speak. The way you look is intriguing. That's all I can really go off of. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so like my grandma is such a G. She's always trying to set me up with girls. And yeah. it's, just, it's just so funny. I, I don't know how she gets these people. I just don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I, I picked this girl up and she lives pretty close to me. And we go to this place, a nice Mediterranean spot. And I feel like most places that I go to are Mediterranean, not on purpose, just the way it turns out. Yeah. So this girl was just like, you could see like, she has no interest in this conversation. She has no interest in being there. <laughs> like none. And I, I remember just asking her, like, are you, are you good? She's like, well, I'd rather just be watching big bang theory right now. <laughs> and I was like, why are you here? Like, what, what is, why did you decide to do this? And she's like, I'm just doing a favor. Your grandma talked to like my aunt or some shit. Oh and my God. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want my aunt to like, you know, be pissed at me. I'm like, fuck, this is pathetic. It's a familial favor to go on a date. With I get, you. yeah, I guess. It was the weirdest. It's like, dude, I could just take you home. She's like, no, no, I like the food. I'm like, <laughs> geez, dude. And I, I asked her, I'm like, what's your, what's your type? And she's like, oh, taller than you. By the way, I'm six feet tall. <gasps> taller than you? <laughs> yeah, I'm six feet tall. She's like, I'm looking for someone that's like six, four. By the way, she's like five, four. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, I'm taller than her. I'm, I'm bigger than her. And then she's like, yeah, I'm also looking for a guy who has like a, like a full, full beard. I'm like, you feel like you're describing Abraham Lincoln. Like, you need a top hat? Like, the fuck? 
you know, he, he also doesn't tell lies. Is that your next thing? <laughs> Honest Abe. Honest Abe. And, <laughs> you know, so it was just so weird, man. I didn't, I didn't know what to think of it. And it was, I, I didn't get it. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, you got uh, kind of stuck with me tonight. Don't worry about it. I'll get you home. It's going to be fine. Yeah. The weird part is that she lives literally around the block from me, which I did not know. Yeah. And now, like, I I never saw her before. Oh, I but you see, see her, her all the time. The time. It's so annoying. <laughs> we'll just be like, oh, hey. <sighs> and I remember just, like, seeing her once. I'm like, I'm sorry I'm not honest, Dave. Yeah. I'm sorry that's not who I am. I'm sorry I can't just grow a couple of inches. But, like, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Like, she is the complete opposite of me. Yeah. And technically speaking, we should be perfect. That's what, <laughs> that's what, that's what everyone says. Dude, it was the worst. It was like one of the worst dates I've been on. Yeah. I mean, we had, I felt like I was a dentist just pulling fucking teeth. Well, think about like what you see in movies about romantic love. It's like guy and girl, like guy is super rude. Girl hates guy. Then all of a sudden they're like fucking upstairs at his place, taking their clothes off like that. No. What's that movie with uh, Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher when they, they're like complete opposites. Ashton, Ashton Kutcher is like, you know, the lovable guy, he has no care in the world, but, you know, but she's like uptight and they go to the casino and, uh, you know, they get fake married or whatever. And now they have to spend a year together to get the money. And it's like, dude, shut the, f- like, this would never work. I'm going yeah. to divorce court literally the next day. You could keep the money. I'm not, not doing this. I'm not giving a year of my life for, for you. You suck. <laughs> like you I were mean, such what I'm, I was joy. thinking of in Notting Hill when, um, Hugh Grant like bumps into Julia Roberts and he like spills coffee all over her and he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Here, I live right there. Do you want to come up to my place? Like me in that situation in real life, I'd been like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I'm going to live the rest of my life. So like, I I would like to forget this happened. I'm not I'm not going upstairs to have sex with you right now. Like, yeah. Weird romantic tropes in movies. So the proper response would have been like, "Hey, Hugh Grant, you're a blip." If your date life, had been a, a movie, you guys would have stopped halfway through dinner and like gone and had like hate sex in the bathroom or some shit, and then gone home. No, no, no. If if our <laughs> date was a movie, our date is going terrible, and then some dude comes into the restaurant. He tries. He's like sticking up the place, and then I like the hero. Or maybe mm. she, like the hero, <laughs> intervene. And then we're both like, oh, my God. Like, I was totally wrong about you. Let's fuck yeah. now. And I'm so kids. turned on by her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just, it was such a boring goddamn date. And the best part was just the food. The food was fucking, which is great, you know? And here's another thing. So she's kosher. Like, she keeps kosher. And I remember asking her the day before. Like, hey, do you have any dietary restrictions? And I don't, I don't keep kosher outside. Wait, like, no, no. I've always wanted yeah. to know this. What does kosher mean? You don't mix your meat in your dairy. You have kosher meat, which means that it had to be like blessed and killed in the right way by like a rabbi or, or someone that is, I guess, ordained to kill uh, cows. Don't they kill the animal facing like a certain direction too? I, I don't know enough. Oh. I don't have deep enough information about direction of killing. That, so that, what's what's the <laughs> meat and know. dairy 
dietary restrictions? Like, can you eat one before the other? Like how much time? In you can eat. So you can have dairy before you have meat. You, you probably wait like a couple hours, best practices. But if you have meat, you probably have to wait like five or six hours oh. before you can have dairy. Another thing is like, we can't have um, octopus. We can't have like certain seafood. You just can't. Like, you could have fish. What's the like biblical like, explanation? Origin? Yeah, I'm not. One. Look, I'm not going to be a rabbi Jack Moody for you right now. That I don't know. <laughs> okay. I just know that like that you're not supposed to like. You're you can only eat animals that have that are hooved. If they don't what? have any hooves, you can't you can't eat it. Like pigs are not hooved. Oh. Can't have can't have a pig. Okay. Um, so, you know, so like th- there are like these restrictions, and also. Eating kosher is supposedly more healthy. Yeah, like the meat and cheese thing. Like, there's like an actual like uh, digestion, ge- digestive reason for that, right? Like, it's just harder for your body to process. Well, like, we're not supposed to be. We're not supposed to be. You know, digesting dairy. Period. Like, we're not supposed to have dairy. Dairy fucks you up. It's kind of like uh, putting sludge in your like. <laughs> in your car or whatever. It doesn't make any sense. So like okay. you're not supposed to eat anything that is dairy or drink it because it fucks up your body. Yeah. Naturally. It's, it's, it's not just, natural. No. You know, you're only supposed to drink milk from your mom's tit when you're a little kid. And that's where it stops. That's There's it. actually certain cultures that will breastfeed their child until like 12. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, There's, so your yeah. date is kosher. Where no, was that so, story going? No, so she said she didn't care. So I took her to a Mediterranean spot that's not kosher. Oh. And then, like, she orders a salad. I'm like, the fuck? Like, what, why aren't you eating anything? She's like, oh, I keep kosher. I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I asked you. <laughs> I was being respectful. I asked you, like, what did, What do you want? It felt like yeah. that Ryan Gosling moment in the notebook. Like, what do you want? She's like, I don't know. It's like, dude, you know what you don't want? You don't want non-kosher food. So... True. That that was an, another thing. Like she, I guess, was sabotaging the date. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My my point is, don't do favors for anybody. If you feel like you don't want to go on a date with someone, like you're not being offensive, just don't fucking go on a date with someone. It was just weird, dude. I felt like I was babysitting someone's kid. That's what it felt like. You know, like I I had to get her home by a certain hour. That's what it was. Just so uncomfortable. Dude. Yeah, maybe don't go on blind dates set up by your grandma. I don't know. Has she been I right know. before? <laughs> yeah, she's no, it was pretty good. Like I, I had some like you know, kind of little relationships. Uh, wow, before. your grandma is the fucking wing woman. She's, she's like a great. fairy godmother. Yeah, she's always picking girls that are like my type. I'm, I'm not even kidding. She will go to like a pharmacy or literally any office, and she'll be like, "I like you for my grandson." <laughs> um, what's your number? Will and you go like, out with him? <laughs> well, she'll be like, she'll be like, well, the girls will be like, oh, I can't even know who he is. And she'll just take out her phone and find my Facebook. She'll be like, this is who he is. And then the girls will be like, okay, um, let's, <laughs> let's see where this goes. And that's wow. happened a couple of times. Like my grandma just doesn't give a shit. She just, she is relentless. Wow. That is like so dope though. Like, and kind of the stereotypical Jewish grandmother, huh? She should yeah, but just, like, like I keep love your photo that, in her wallet. Yeah, no, she's she has literally a phone. She has a phone. She has my Instagram. She has my Facebook. <laughs> no, it's crazy. So like, I won't do that. I feel like I don't have ball, you know, big enough balls to just go to a random chick in a pharmacy and be like, "Hey, you, I like that." Like, I, I just, it's weird for me. What you need know. to do is write your name on a piece of paper and have their coworker deliver it to them after you've left. 
I might try that. Next time I might just go to the coworker and be like, hey, your friend is really attractive. But that also is kind well, of creepy. It, you, I'm at a least guy. if you go to the coworker and you say like, hey, what's that person's deal? Like they're really attractive. You're one, avoiding making that person feel comfortable at work, which I don't think anyone should do. You know, like they're they're working. I don't want to like overwhelm them. But two, what if the coworker's like, that girl is such a bitch. She's got so many issues. You don't even want no, you're to right. that. You're right. I, I need that filtration system. I think that actually exactly. works. Exactly. Yeah. But also, like, what? How do I act when I talk to the coworker? Do I act all like nerdy, like 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 shy? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's so cute. And, uh, no, just be I, yourself. Am I like a man? Like, hey, she's hot. Like, where? where or am I like, hey, um, I have small balls, and I feel like you could help me grow them. By, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's listening who wants to hit on someone while they're at work. My suggestion is you casually go up to one of their coworkers and just say, "Hey, tell me of small what's balls. up? What's up with this person over here? Like, are they single? Because I find them extremely attractive, but I don't want to overwhelm them at work. Especially if you're a guy, never make a girl feel uncomfortable at work. Like, ask her. That's ask her what friend. I mean. That's what I mean. Like, I yeah. I don't want to. It's creepy because. I have a sister and I'm imagining some dude just go up to her like, hey, I find you like, dude, that's so fucking creepy. Man. No, just, like, you need the filtration system. Yes, Do the coworker. Exactly. Ask the coworker to give you like some paper or or like you. Yeah. And then hope they hook you up. They might not hook you up. What if Maybe the I should co- get a stamp. Maybe what if the like coworker's like, wait, I think you're attractive. Go out with me. <laughs> That'd be so weird though, because like, what if I'm not, I'm not attracted to the coworker? No, you have to be very <laughs> clear about it. Yeah, hey, what's funny is listen. that like yeah. Joe said like later on that he saw me talking to his coworker and he thought that we just knew each other. Oh. So I like I explained later. I was like, no, like that was the first time I've ever talked to her, um, and we were talking about you. <laughs> can I, can I be invited to your uh, to your wedding? Um. If me, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think that's happening, but yeah, I might marry myself someday just to have the celebration and you can, can definitely I, can I be, Yeah. Can I be invited to any wedding that you're a part of? Yes, definitely. That, I think, I cool. feel like, yeah, we're at that level of friendship now, you know, I dude, I think so. It's uh, you know, I got, look, you're, you're cool enough where you get to see my dinosaur and my, my ape. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been on your podcast twice. You've technically been on mine twice now. One was anonymously, but kind of blew the lid off that one. You, yeah. you kind of did. You just outed me. Yeah. You tell outed me, e- Emily. You outed me. Tell everyone your, uh, where they can find you and listen to your podcast, your website, Twitter, your Instagram, whatever you want to share with the people. Okay. Well, for everyone listening, I want to thank again, Emily, for inviting me. <laughs> To this experience because it's it's been like a religious experience on on her podcast. There it's was just religion, like, yeah. Yeah, like there were just, there were nights where I just couldn't go to sleep. I'm just wondering, <laughs> like, when is this going to finally happen? I don't get it. Is it because I don't know? Is it because I'm tall, uh, dark, and handsome? Maybe it's that. Maybe <laughs> she's into the blondes. Is that what it is? I'm. But thank you, Emily, for inviting me. If you guys have enjoyed listening to my apparently uh, unique voice, which I think is like the most basic fucking dude voice, uh, you can go ahead and listen to my basic ass voice on the Neighbors Upstairs podcast. It's a podcast that, I don't know, how would you describe my podcast, Emily? 
it's kind of like Seinfeld. It's like about nothing. Yet there have been like 70 something episodes and you just keep coming up with more. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's uh, <laughs> it's basically like Seinfeld. It's about literally nothing, but I have a good time doing it. And I think people have a decent enough time um, listening to it. So I think that's enough. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I have a website you can check out. It's the neighborsupstairs.com. We started selling brand new, when I say we, it's just me. I started selling <laughs> brand new merch. It's like, yeah, it's a one man show, one man operation. Uh, but yeah, go check it out. If you like what I have said on this show, I think you'll like what I say on my show. I try to be as honest as possible. Uh, except I'm very dishonest about my identity. My name is Jack Moody. Or is it? But Emily, thank you so much. <laughs> this was fun. And, this uh, was very fun. And if you guys are interested in the episodes I was on on The Neighbors Upstairs, uh, check out episode number 56, Tasting Color, where I talk about my synesthesia and try to convince Jack Moody to get on TikTok, which was successful. And I was also on episode number 48, Situationships. Yes, great episodes. Uh, I think I got a lot of emails about those episodes uh, saying, you know, more Emily, less you, Jack. Less oh, you. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> but that's like my usual emails. Like, hey, Jack, less of you. How about you just like, you know, you let them talk the entire time. How about that? And I think it's a good idea, actually. Maybe that's what I do. Yeah, I mean, that's what I try to do, too. Just be like a backboard for which people can hit their ideas off of, you know, if they miss the hoop. You're a great host. Thank you. This You're is a lot host. of fun. Yeah. Thanks for teaching us about being a Jew in this little <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, it's such a failure, but I, I appreciate you thinking that I taught you anything new. Um, best of luck to your grandma and her hunting. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. We'll be back next week with more Butterfly, everyone. Bye.